is to all generations. The New Testament lesson is from Philippians chapter 4, verses 4 through 9. Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I will say, rejoice. Let your gentleness be known to everyone. The Lord is near. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is pleasing, whatever is commendable, if there is any excellence and if there is anything worthy of praise, think about these things. As for the things that you have learned and received and heard and noticed in me, do them, and the God of peace will be with you. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Amen. My leaf has fallen away. As we come to a time of children's message this morning, I want to continue to talk about counting our blessings, and I brought something with me to help. I have a feeling you're going to be able to figure out in a minute what it is if you didn't already. I have the mirror here. And so today we're giving thanks to God for those things that are now. Last week, we did what happened before, and y'all are going to figure out real quick what next week might be. But just for now, giving thanks to God for what is right here. I'm going to invite you in just a minute to think about the leaf that's in your bulletin and what you might specifically give thanks to God for that is right here and right now. But I want to say to you, I'm holding this mirror up to my face, and I don't know about you, but that's not always the most comfortable experience, because the mirror shows exactly what there is. Exactly what there is. And we're called to give thanks in those circumstances, too. So, anyone have anything they could give thanks to God for right here? If the mirror was held up to your life, right here and right now. What could you give thanks to God for? Your children. Amen. Amen. Others. Health. It's a thing you look at in the mirror, right? Health, absolutely. Give thanks to God for that. Heat. Yes. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Mm. Absolutely, our church, right here. Amen. Being able to be here. Absolutely. Amen. Anyone else? All right, okay. <laughs> We're going to look in the mirror. We're going to give thanks to God for lipstick. Sure. Amen. It is. So I want to invite you to put something on the leaf that you might be able to give thanks to God for. 
and after worship, invite you to come. And we're continuing to populate our tree here of lots of things that we give thanks to God for. Let us pray. Dear God, we give you thanks that you are here with us now. Help us to share our gratitude and encourage others. Amen. I'll leave it up here in case you need to look to see what you want to give thanks to God for. As we continue in this series, we remember that last week we had All Saints Sunday and we joined together to give thanks to God for over 41 persons who impacted our lives. Today, as we turn our attention to the here and now, we're reminded that giving thanks is worship. The psalmist reminded us to enter God's gates with thanksgiving, to enter God's courtyards with praise, thank God, and bless God's name. This can be hard to do <laughs> sometimes. I heard a story, maybe you've heard it too, about a group of seniors who were at a nursing home, and they were sitting around talking a bit about their ailments. And so one said, my arms have gotten so weak, I can barely lift this cup of coffee. Yes, I know, said another, my cataracts are so bad, I can't even see my coffee. I couldn't even mark the X at election time. My hands don't allow me to do it, said a third. I'm not able to turn my neck because of the arthritis I have, said a fourth. My blood pressure pills, they make me dizzy, exclaimed another. Sometimes I forget where I am and where I'm going. I guess that's the price we pay for getting old, winced an older man as he shook his head, and the others were nodding along. One woman, she was going to add to it, and she said, well, count your blessings. Thank God that we can still drive. Think about that for a minute. <laughs> I'm not sure I want to be in the parking lot <laughs> there of that said nursing home. But what I appreciate from that story, God bless it, is honesty, is forthrightness. Because gratitude is not just about happy washing our circumstances. It's always grounded in reality. For this look at gratitude, that's why I chose the hand mirror as our image. You know, when we look in the mirror, we see things not as they will be, not as we want them to be. We see them as they are. Not how they used to be, not how they could be, but earnestly, right as they are. And yes, there can be moments in which it's not really our favorite thing to do. We want everything to be in place at the same time. You and I, we want to be faithful and kind. We want to be loving and compassionate. We want to be thoughtful and patient. We want to be grace-filled and peaceful. You know, each one of those is a separate gift from God. 
offering our thanksgiving here and now, we acknowledge we've not yet reached perfection. And yet, God has given us ample gifts for this moment right now. We give thanks to God for those gifts, not being distracted by what is not yet come. Our gratitude comes both from a sense of emotion and ethics. We feel gratitude, you and I, when we experience the generosity of others. Somebody gives you an unexpected gift, you feel a lot of gratitude. I had one just this week. Boy, did it well up. Or perhaps it's beauty. This overwhelming feeling of being loved, being honored. But gratitude doesn't just come from emotion. We also incorporate gratitude because we have an ethic, a virtue of gratitude. We practice this. Did your parents ever tell you you had to write thank you notes to someone and sit you down until you did it? It was practicing the ethic, the virtue. It's an ethical decision to decide it's important to say thank you to someone else. Spending time in grateful prayer is a choice. It's the kind of decision that comes from a belief that God is the giver of great gifts. And so you and I, we sit down and we list those out. Johnson Oatman Jr. wrote the hymn I'm going to share with you and thousands others. He was actually a merchant, and his father owned an insurance firm around the turn of the 19th century. He was a bivocational preacher. They occasionally called on him to share a message as well, and he wrote from his experience. Maybe you know this hymn. Anybody ever heard of Count Your Blessings, the hymn? It goes like this. When life's billows are tempest-tossed, when you're discouraged, thinking all is lost, count your many blessings. Name them one by one, and it will surprise you what the Lord has done. The refrain says this, count your blessings, name them one by one. Count your blessings, see what God has done. Count your blessings, name them one by one. Count your blessings, see what God has done. Are you ever burdened with a load of care? Does the cross seem so heavy that you are called to bear? Count your many blessings. Every doubt will fly, and you'll be singing as the days go by. Third verse says this. When you look at others with their lands and gold, think that Christ has promised you wealth untold. Count your blessings. Money cannot buy your reward in heaven, nor your home on high. And finally, so amid the conflict, small or great, do not be discouraged. God is over all. Count your blessings. Angels will attend. Help and comfort to your journey's end. You know, counting our blessings is not just the work of the, the rich or the highly favored it's the work of all of us. Paul wrote to the church at Philippi, whatever is true, honorable, just, pure, lovely, commendable, excellent, 
worthy of praise. Think on those things. And they were experiencing poverty in Philippi and persecution. They had divisions over theology within the church and then the Roman culture outside the church. And Paul tells them, turn your eyes upon Jesus. Count your blessings. Exercise your gratitude muscles in prayer. Viewed from this angle, this is a bit like a spoken gratitude journal, kind of an intimate thank you note, or a conversation with God, right? Just like worship. Worship is the work of the people, and it's our exercise for cultivating thanks and praise. When it's at its best, worship comes from a place of amazement and delight. Looking in the mirror, there are moments of overwhelming joy and deep concern. This Friday, as a country, we remembered our veterans. And we often, friends, count our veterans among our blessings for the service of those veterans living and dead, for the service of caregivers, doctors and nurses and chaplain, mental health professionals, spouses and family and friends who walk alongside our veterans. Even after bullets and bombs and missiles have stopped flying, when days of peace, we just prayed for it, would come finally. God is indeed present as we join in our thanksgiving with the wisdom that was spoken. Anyone ever see the movie Black Panther? A little bit of wisdom there. I'm going to share it with you, right? The king calls the community to peace. Maybe you'll remember it. He says this, In times of crisis, the wise build bridges. The foolish build barriers. We must find a way to look after one another as if we were one single tribe, right? In other words, as we count our blessings, we add this prayer. May God's peace be with you on this Veterans Day, this Armistice Day. May we lay down all our arms, all our burdens. If God's great shalom is rising up, even now, like soldiers climbing out of trenches a century ago. Counting our blessings always changes our focus. It's where our minds live. In giving thanks, we focus on God the great things that God has done and will do into the future. This focus is hope in our thoughts and our moods and even our day. You might find yourself with a joy you didn't expect. Paul told the Philippians, this kind of rejoicing, which means remembering the joy of days gone by, would carry them through their hardships even expecting heaven to come on earth. We find ways in which it's already happening, breaking through, even now. Maybe you know this name. Augustine was a fourth century. I took you far back in history all of a sudden. Fourth century guy. And we know him first from a book he wrote called Confessions. He's got nothing on Netflix and everything else you might want to watch He's got antics and escapades. 
We might think of him as a saint, a shaper of the faith, but his mother, Monica, prayed for him throughout this time of escapades and annex throughout his life. He had to confess, he did, he was moved to do so, that he was far from God and far from living a godly life. He was in his 30s when he heard a child say to him in his mind's ear, take up and read. It was in reference to the Bible. And he read part of the book of Romans. It converted him, changed him completely, and he went on to shape Christianity as we know it giving thanks for the presence of a mother who prayed for him all the time and for those who taught him. Today is his birthday, and he famously said this about grace. You have made us for yourself, O God, and our hearts, maybe you remember it, are restless until they find their rest in you. When he first looked at the mirror, there seemed to be little to give thanks to God for. And as his life unfolded, his gratitude grew exponentially. How did this happen? He made a habit of being thankful. Sometimes, I don't know about you, but I need an actual list, post-it notes around the office or pictures in my home, leaves on the tree at church. And today I think of at least a half a dozen things if I look in the mirror. God's providence for giving me a body that continues to carry me. A smile that comes from the love of friends and family. Ears that listen for the word of God and the needs of others. Hands that pray with petition and with praise. I don't know about you, but glasses that help me to see and a voice that shares hope and grace. You see, when we count our blessings, we make God bigger in our eyes. Conversely, our problems seem smaller. You want to make this day and others better? Count them, the blessings. Your perspective will shift. Your gratitude will grow. As we count our blessings, we also consider their source. For God is good all the time. And all the time, God is good. Friends, this is the gospel, the good news of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Thanks be to God. Amen.